Welcome to the Functional Breeding Podcast. I'm Jessica Heckman, and I'm here interviewing folks about how to breed dogs for function and for health, behavioral and physical. This podcast is brought to you by the Functional Dog Collaborative, an organization founded to support the ethical breeding of healthy, behaviorally sound dogs. The FDC's goals include providing educational, social, and technical resources to breeders of both purebred and mixed breed dogs. You can find out more at functionalbreeding.org or at the Functional Breeding Facebook group, which we work hard to keep friendly and inclusive. I hope you have fun and learn something. Hi, friends. So welcome to one more update podcast with just me. Sorry that it is a couple of days late. I have been focusing on other things going on with the FTC, and um, actually my husband said to me this morning, oh, I haven't heard you interviewing a lot of people recently, and I was like, yeah, I've just been having trouble finding space in my schedule for it. And part of that is uh, because of all the cool stuff that's going on with the Functional Dog Collaborative, which I'm going to tell you guys about in this episode. And part of it is because I am struggling to fix my uh, moderately busted Border Collie fits with a whole lot of exercise, and that involves me walking him many hours a day, and it ends up being hard to find a lot of free time in there to do other things, and hopefully that will uh, find its its own balance soon so that I'll have more time for the podcast. But uh, as part of that... Um, my producer, Sarah Espinosa Sakal, and I have decided that it does make sense at this point to take the podcast bi-weekly. So we had been releasing every week on Thursday, and uh, at least for the foreseeable future, we're going to go to every other week still on Thursday. Um, but I have some cool stuff lined up, and so we are also, by the way, going into a bit of a break right now to let me get a bit of a buffer again. Uh, but when we come back, we have some some fun interviews lined up, so we will be back and and very soon. So what have I been focusing on with the Functional Dog Collaborative, the FDC, instead of making podcasts for you people? Uh, so the thing that I'm probably the most excited about right now is breeding cooperatives. And if you don't know what a breeding cooperative is, you could probably gather somewhat from context. But if you want to know a whole lot of details about what they are traditionally um, and how they have worked for people in the guide and assistance dog communities, there is a podcast episode, a functional breeding podcast episode, all about breeding cooperatives with Marina Hall Phillips um, released just a few episodes back. So go find that and, and have a listen to it. It's it's really meaty and, and detail-rich. So I think that the way forward for pulling together groups of people who are doing similar things but maybe haven't gotten in touch with each other, um, the way to help people share stock, which is obviously a, a really big problem in the as we, as we hear again and again on the Facebook group, in people who are crossbreeding or people who are doing sort of more unusual approaches to breeding or have more unusual goals, it's it can be hard to find other people to share stock with, to know where to get new stock, breeding stock from, and how to find people to talk with about your goals, where their goals are similar, and to have a really safe space with other breeders who are on the same page as you and working together with you. So that's sort of what we envision a breeding cooperative as being. 
Um, breeding cooperatives would have uh, a name, obviously, and then a mission along the lines of, well, I'll just use as an example, one of the first ones that we're setting up is a pet dog breeding cooperative. Um, they're hoping to find a really catchy name, but so for now we're going with pet dog breeding cooperative, but we expect that to, to change when we think of something cool. Their mission is to breed functional pet dogs. Um, they have some goals along the lines of bringing folks together to breed dogs and to communicate about breeding functional pet dogs. And they have um, some guidelines for what people, how people are expected to approach breeding if they're going to be part of this cooperative. Um, and so they, they have taken an approach of pointing to the Functional Dog Collaboratives guidelines, um, which are on our website, sort of defining what we think of as breeding functional dogs and saying that's a minimum. And then here are some other guidelines, including what they're going to require for genetic testing, for health testing, um, and for goals. And their goals are pretty much all behavior and personality based. So um, that is how that works. Starting off with a pet dog one, we're also pulling together a service dog breeding cooperative. And there is a new web page on the Functional Breeding site. So that's functionalbreeding.org. If you go to About, you'll see a link to breeding cooperatives. And we have all those details there, basically rehashing what I've just said here. So if you are interested in that, if you want to talk about forming one, or if you're interested in the two existing ones, um, which we should have web pages um, about them on the Functional Dog uh, Collaborative website pretty soon. I'm working on that right now. Um, if you're interested in any of that, the best way to learn more is to go to functionalbreeding.org, click on the contact us link, and then just contact us that way. That'll come straight to me, and I will route that to whoever that needs to go to. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, get in touch that way. The other thing that I am really excited about is pushing forward our database. It's, it's obvious to everyone that there should be a database for people to register breeders and dogs. Um, the breeders, it should be something where people can search for like-minded breeders, um, both to connect with people where they might want to share stock or share ideas or to find mentorship. And, and then obviously for potential puppy owners to find breeders who are breeding the kind of dog that they're looking for. So um, that will probably be part of a, a larger database in the future, but we're trying to get that out there really quickly. Um, so we're looking at some uh, some WordPress plugins for that and hoping to get that out in the next, hopefully sort of the next few weeks or a few months. Um, and then, and uh, Tara Doherty, by the way, is the one taking the lead on that, for which I'm very grateful. And then that would tie in, uh, in the future, to a larger database effort, which would include a place to register dogs, basically, and say, or I don't know if register would be the right word, but to enter dogs into the database so that you would be able to track pedigrees and health information and be able to search for other dogs that might be good matches for your dog when you're looking for someone to breed to or to look for dogs who might be good parents if you're looking to buy a puppy. Um, if you are a breeder who wants a central place to put all this information into a database so that you can track all that, um, that's where all that should go. And obviously that's gonna be a really important part of breeding cooperatives as well. They're gonna need to have a centralized place to hold all of that information about the, the dogs that they're producing. So the database team headed up by Brian Batchelder and a bunch of volunteers who are really enthusiastic about helping to build that. We have a uh, list of features 
uh, so we basically know what the thing is going to look like and what it's going to do. We are trying our best to find existing technologies to use so that we don't have to reinvent the wheel or as uh, Brian charmingly said the other day, uh, reprogram the wheel. Um, the database that we are looking at most closely for basing on is the International Working Dog Registry, which you can find at iwdr.org. Um, it's it's clear that we have a lot of overlap with them in terms of functionality, but not 100%. So they do some things that we don't need, and we want some things that they don't do. And so we're still struggling with, are we going to use them? Are we not going to use them? Uh, but that's sort of the stage that that is at. And so the database project is moving forward. And I know that is something that people on the Facebook group group periodically will either say something like, gosh, there should be a database. And I'm like, I know. Or they'll say, hey, Jessica, we know there's going to be a database, but when? Um, and obviously it's a massive undertaking, but it is something that we are moving forward with. Uh, speaking of the Facebook group, we have taken that to uh, post moderation, meaning that anytime you try to post something, it will go through the mod group and they will determine whether it is appropriate for the group or not. And this has been really helpful in us heading off some posts that we could tell ahead of time were going to be very contentious, basically because of the way they were worded. And we are able then to sort of step in and say to people, hey, if you just reword it a little bit, it will um, engender more productive discussion. So we don't want to shut down discussion with this approach. What we want to do is to make sure that um, you know, people aren't annoyed right off the bat by posts that are coming out or, or angered by them, but are able to see the poster's viewpoint and have more meaningful conversations. So that has been working really well. We think um, we do still see scuffles on the group. I don't know if any of you noticed, but for what we're calling season two of the podcast, uh, starting about six or seven episodes ago, I changed the intro to instead of saying that the Facebook group um, is a welcoming, inclusive community, change it, change it to say we work hard to make it a welcoming, inclusive community. Um, and that's because I just can't guarantee that there's not going to be scuffles and that if you come and post something, someone's not going to say something mean. The group is too big at this point to guarantee that. But we work really, really hard to minimize that. And I also want to reiterate that if there is any point when you are on the Facebook group and you post something and you are feeling that someone has said something that was hurtful or rude, um, let us know. There is a report feature in Facebook, so if you just report it, that will bring it directly to the moderation team's attention and we will come deal with it. The other really great way of bringing something to our attention, particularly, I know a lot of you feel like sometimes if you report something, you feel like you have something more you want to say about it. You don't want to just report it, but you want to explain why you're reporting it. That's great. Um, if you do that, go to our, our brand new Facebook page, where a page is separate from a group, right? So if you search for Functional Dog Collaborative, you'll find the Facebook page. You can just message us on that page. That, again, will go to the moderators, and then you can explain what the situation is and why you reported the thing. But reporting a upsetting comment is much, much better than simply messaging with a screenshot because when you report it, Facebook has a mechanism where it takes us directly to it. Whereas if you have a screenshot and sometimes it's buried in this mountain of other comments, then it can be really hard for us to find. So reporting is by far the preferred mechanism for doing that. Um, but on the whole, we've been feeling really good about how the, the Facebook group is functioning. It continues to grow at a really stunning rate. I I just keep looking at the numbers and being like, I don't, I didn't realize that so many people would be interested in this initiative. And that makes me really happy. So continue to invite your friends, continue to bring new people in. 
I just, I love seeing the numbers growing. Um, as the Functional Dog Collaborative continues to become a, a bigger and more recognized thing, I've been realizing, um, as many people have said to me, it is time. It is really time to turn it into an official 501c3 and incorporate it. It has been just me, basically, and of course I depend on the volunteers, but there has been no official legal entity of any sort that has been coming out of my bank account um, and my time and, you know, I guess it would be my taxes if I actually were making any money on it, which I'm, you know, I'm deeply in the red at this point, um, but etc. So time to incorporate and um, I do have someone who has offered so kindly to project manage that for me. So we are moving forward with 501c3 incorporation, which would mean that your donations would be tax deductible um, and would also mean that we'd be able to start taking on larger projects and applying for funding for them um, from other nonprofit organizations, from granting organizations. So that's going to be a really big step for the group, and I'm really excited about that. Um, but, but speaking of which, if you do want to support the Functional Dog Collaborative in any way, um, there are a variety of ways for you to support it financially. You can make one-time donations on the website. You can make ongoing donations through Patreon. You can buy t-shirts. Um, but we also love volunteers. And you don't have to know what you want to do. Just um, send a message through, again, through the uh, functionalbreeding.org website. is a great way to contact us. Send a message that way and just say, hey, I'm enthusiastic about this and I want to help out. And I will talk to you about what kinds of things you're good at and what we can use you for. But we can always use hands for something. So thank you so, so much to everybody who has been listening to the podcast, sending positive messages about the podcast, sending suggestions for the future for the podcast, and for everybody who's been participating on the Facebook group. Um, all of you have made this into a real thing in a way that I, I just didn't realize it would be a real thing. You're talking about functional breeding as if it's a, a, a term that everybody knows what it means. And that is just so cool. I have so much appreciated everybody's support. Um, and again, a huge shout out to all of the volunteers who do so, so much work to keep this thing not just running, but actively moving forward. It is a massive undertaking and I very much see myself as the spider at the center of a web just pulling together a lot of different people um, who, who needed to be in touch and once they were in touch started making something really cool. So thanks again everyone. Uh, so there will be several weeks downtime while I make a, a buffer of, of new podcast episodes and then we will go to bi-weekly on Thursdays and I am looking forward to talking to you then. Take care. Hey friends, some of you have asked how to support the podcast, so we have set up a Patreon page for it. For a small monthly pledge, you help us pay for producing the podcast, and in exchange, you get a chance to suggest questions for podcast guests, and you get early access to podcast episodes. To find out more, go to patreon.com slash functional breeding. You can also help promote the podcast through subscribing to it through the podcast app of your choice, and by leaving favorable reviews. If you're interested in supporting the Functional Dog Collaborative more generally or finding ways to get involved, go to the functionalbreeding.org website and click the support link. Thanks to everyone who has helped out. We could not do this without you. Thanks so much for listening. The Functional Breeding Podcast is a product of the Functional Dog Collaborative and was produced by Sarah Espinoza Socal. 
Come join us at the Functional Breeding Facebook group to talk about this episode or about responsible breeding practices in general. To learn more about the Functional Dog Collaborative, check out functionalbreeding.org. Enjoy your dogs. Enjoy your dogs.